We are recording this podcast on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We wish to pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and extend our respects to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening. Hi everybody, I'm Priscilla. And I'm Elise. Welcome to Novel Feelings, where we discuss representations of mental health issues in fiction novels. This is our first episode of 2021. Yeah, so the current plan is for us to release a bonus episode about once a month or so before we launch our season two of detailed reviews in probably around the middle of the year. Yeah, so there should be some fun ones coming up your way, but in this one... Wait, it sounds like I'm saying this one is not fun. I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be funny at some point, but at this stage, we're just going to be hella serious. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay, so there are some really fun episodes coming your way, including this one, where we talk about how to get back into reading if you've been having some struggle with that, or how to meet your 2021 reading challenge goal. Yeah, and uh, we thought this was a bit of a timely topic, I suppose. So mm. it's January and this is the time of the year where a lot of people um, in you know the bookish community, but also just casual readers as well, mm. tend to set their reading goals for the year. So I think in the last couple of years since Goodreads has been popular, I think this has become more and more of a thing as well, where people mm. set their reading goals for the year and mm. that kind of sets up their plan for how they're going to approach reading in a particular 12-month period. But, yeah. you know, that's not the only reason. We've all been going through a pretty tough last 12 months or so. So, you know, with obviously COVID-19 and lockdowns and quarantine periods across the world affecting a lot of people and their mental well-being, mm. as well as affecting things like concentration and motivation. So even though a lot of people have had extra free time, although we know that's not the case for everyone, of course, mm-hmm. but I've heard anecdotally of a lot of people feeling uh, feeling guilty or even feeling ashamed that they might not have been reading as much as they'd like to or is that they or, or reading as much as they think they should be reading. Yeah, I do know that for me, I got into audiobooks a lot this year and I think that's maybe partly to do partly to do with concentration because rather than just sitting there reading, I can multitask and somehow that feels a lot easier yeah so I know myself I went through a bit of a rut in the last six months or so with my reading and had a bit of trouble getting out of it so I guess today we're going to share some tips and tricks and just general suggestions that might help you if you're also having the same problem or if you just want to increase or diversify your reading in some way before we get started on that though keep in mind that Even though we are trained psychologists and we are providing tips in this episode, this podcast should not be taken as direct therapeutic advice. Please consult a professional if you're looking for a more personalized and specific advice. Yeah, particularly if you are concerned about things like concentration, motivation, mood, stress levels, that kind of thing, because we're not going to delve too deep today. Um, It's more kind of general tips. So yeah, just keep in mind that you know mm. what we can say is never going to fully replace that of a trained professional who is working directly with you. Mm, absolutely. All right, let's get started with our tips. So we've got 
kind of five sort of general tips and we're going to go into a bit of detail about all of them and how they might apply today. So Mm -hmm. the first tip we have is to reflect on why you want to read or to meet a reading goal in the first place. Mm -hmm. Why is it important for you, Elise, to read? That's a good question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, asking me the tricky ones already. (laughs) So, all right. So I enjoy reading and I always have, Mm -hmm. and I've always been a big reader. And I guess for me, it's a way to wind down. It's a way to relax. Mm. It can be an escape from Mm. tricky things that might be happening in day-to-day life. Mm. And it's, uh, it's entertainment while sort of learning something new sometimes as well, or Mm. seeing things from a different perspective. So there's lots of different reasons, but I think they kind of fall mostly under the sort of creativity and the entertainment aspect for me. Yeah. And what about you? Why do you like to read? Oh, I'm very much the same that I've always just been a big reader. I guess getting lost in a story, being able to let my imagination take over. I think this has to do with why I became a psychologist as well, that I have always been fascinated by people and what makes them tick. And a story is one of the best ways of understanding that because you get to learn about their motivations and their actions and choices and it's a fun way of learning and understanding people and situations that I might not come across in day-to-day life and uh, you know those are our whys mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and I guess you know there's a when it kind of comes down to it there's a few similarities between the two of us but mm-hmm. everybody's different and for some people it might be something like because they want to learn more about a particular historical period Mm. or they want to get insight into the point of view of a particular type of person or a particular age group, Mm -hmm. gender, culture, life experience, lots of different things. Mm. And, you know, among that learning something new aspect, there's, it's not just, I think about learning facts, but empathy. Or if you're a writer, you might want to read widely to pick up on different styles and to understand what makes someone else's writing jump off the page, so to speak. There's a big piece of advice for writing is that one of the best things you can do to become a better writer is to just read more widely. Mm, Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. (laughs) The bottom line of this tip is that to figure out what your own why might be and what is kind of underlying that motivation to read or to meet a particular goal. So yeah, figure it out for yourself. It might take a bit of reflection and a bit of thinking, mm-hmm. but yeah, what is what is underlying that desire? And our second tip is to set a goal at the start of the year. And it's always better to have smaller specific goals rather than just a vague, I'm going to read more this year. That's because it it's easier to, I suppose, measure mm-hmm. and to keep on track. So you know, if you are just saying, I want to read more, I want to read more widely, it's, it can be a little bit trickier to do that. It's still possible, of mm. course, but how do you measure when you meet that goal? Yeah. And it's always a lot easier to give yourself somewhere to start. Definitely. Mm. And um, on that note, it's important to pick a goal that feels realistic or achievable for you personally, even though you might still have a desire to push yourself a little outside of your 
comfort zone or outside of what's easy for you. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got an 80 hour a week job and you're looking after kids and you have mm-hmm. a bunch of work planned that requires travel, not that anyone's probably going to be traveling this year, but you know, you get my point. If you're extremely yeah. busy, it's going to be more difficult for you to read a larger amount of books Mm. or longer books or more challenging books. So thinking about what feels realistic for you, I think is quite important. It's not just about the amount of books that you read or how quickly you get through books, but consider what's important to you about what you're reading. So Mm. for example, you might want to read more books by authors of color or by women or queer authors perhaps. Although it's fun to set yourself a goal of say 30, 40, 50, 100 books in a year, don't get caught up in the stress of achieving that number and just blasting through books and not remembering what they are afterwards, I suppose. Myself, I typically have set a number-based goal Mm -hmm. rather than more specific goals about the types of book I'm books I'm reading or the types of authors mm. and I I do find it motivating to have that number in mind but yeah I'd say I've probably fallen trapped to that as well where it's just felt like oh you know got to meet that goal I've got to meet that goal <laughs> yeah and that can become stressful and you really don't need another stress in your life no <laughs> and it's limiting too so yeah mm. I think the point of this is that Goal setting is a good idea, but what type of goal is going to be the most meaningful to you? So moving on to tip three. So tip three is consider what you want to read, which does sort of align with the previous tip, but we'll go more into it in a moment. Yeah. So as we said before, you may want to throw in books for different reasons, including books on important and heavy topics like mental health or domestic violence or politics. Mm, Racism, Mm. sexism, feminism, all the isms. (laughs) Very, very important topics to educate ourselves on. But it's important to remember your motivation as well. Mm, Yeah, Mm. remember that why, like why are you reading? The stress of 2020 was just too much to pick up something else that I know will be distressing to me. You know, I know personally my motivations for reading shifted Mm -hmm. and it was more about de-stressing, relaxation, entertainment than it was about learning something new or educating myself, Mm. which is still an important, you know, and absolutely valid reason to want to read. But I could not bring myself to read nonfiction books on serious topics because it just did not feel like something I could bring myself to do when I was already coping with a lot at the time. Yeah. There's the idea of the the stress bucket. So when you're coping with a lot, more and more things are being added to that bucket of stress. And it gets to the point where you can only handle so much and the bucket starts like moving around and tipping over and overflowing. Mm -hmm. And you have to take things out of the bucket to make way for new things. And in that case, reading something like that, when your stress response is already so high, Mm. it wouldn't have been practical. You know, it's important to educate yourself, but I suppose pick your moments is kind of the underlying (laughs) thing there or choose a different medium. You know, maybe 
if I wanted to learn more about a topic such as domestic violence, maybe the best way for me to do that might be to watch a documentary as opposed to reading a book that might take me 10 to 12 hours to finish, for Mm. example. So it's about what you can personally cope with and what's going to help you. And, you know, on a similar vein, coming back to the idea of sort of concentration and general motivation to read, there's no point in trying to read something like War and Peace if you can only concentrate on fan fiction right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just work with your own limitations, I guess, and read things that, you know, relate to your motivation, but do feel realistic for you. And Mm. I personally think that there's nothing wrong with reading genres like middle grade books or teenage or young adult books, so books that are aimed at younger audiences, Mm. or quote-unquote chiclet or romance novels. Even though there might be some stigma attached to reading these in general or stigma attached to reading these as an adult, read what you enjoy. Mm. I mean, we could probably have a whole other episode talking about the stigma of reading genre fiction in general. Yep. In the words of Taylor Swift, haters are going to hate, hate, hate. So read whatever you like. <laughs> I don't know if she said the second part of that sentence, but I, I do agree. <laughs> Paraphrasing Taylor Swift. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, my name's Abby and I co-host the Book Life Podcast with my best friend Mo. We cover fantasy, sci-fi, and historical fiction books and talk book-related topics like our favorite character types, world building, and books versus their movies. New episodes drop every Monday on your favorite platform. Now, back to your show. Tip four is all about experimenting with what you're reading. Yeah, try books from genres and authors that you wouldn't normally read. So like me, if you listen to our Small Spaces episode, that was me stepping out of my comfort zone. (laughs) And Fight Club as I dragged you out of your comfort zone and said, read this, please. I really want to talk about it. (laughs) Oh, the sacrifices I make. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it wasn't the most pleasant experience for me perhaps but I did learn something new and I did get out of it so you know those are two books you experimented with Mm. Fight Club and Small Spaces you really like Small Spaces and weren't a big fan of Fight Club so you know 50-50 I guess balance that in the end (laughs) (laughs) but also in terms of books from different genres you can also try audiobooks um you know you mentioned before that audiobooks Mm. were really helpful for you to sort of get through that reading 
rut last year. Mm-hmm. I found myself reading or listening to, which is the same as reading, I'm just going to say. <laughs> books still count if they're audiobooks, just saying. Totally. Um, so I found myself uh, getting more into audiobooks towards the end of the year. So I was I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I sort of started listening to more and more audiobooks, mostly because my library mm-hmm. has the ability to access audiobooks completely free, but also often quite instant as well. Like I could download them either immediately or in a week or two. Mm. So those have been really good. And I find if I'm multitasking, doing something like sewing um, or chores, it's mindless enough that I can concentrate <laughs> on the audiobook and what's happening. Yeah. I like listening to audiobooks at night before bed because there's nothing soothing about it. It's almost like you know, when your parents read you books before bed when you were little. That's a nice way of thinking about it. Yeah. The only problem with that is when I fall asleep and I lost and I completely <laughs> lose my place in the book. <laughs> what happened? Did someone die? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a slight risk. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On a similar vein, ebooks as well, if you're used to reading only hard copy books. Ebooks can be another way to sort of experiment or to read new books. Mm-hmm. So again, a lot of libraries have the ability to borrow ebooks for free, but there's also books that you can buy online through websites such as the Kindle store, although certainly not only the Kindle store. Mm-hmm. If for example, you don't like buying books because of the amount of space that they take up mm-hmm. or you don't want to have to lug a book around on public transport, Ebooks can be a great option if you've got a tablet or some kind of e-reader. And they're often a lot cheaper as well, if not free, to download, which can be good if you are trying to save money but still want to read widely. Yeah, and also as a romance reader, I found I was able to read more widely in the genre once I got my Kindle because bookshops don't really sell romance novels here. Mm. So if, if you want to read that, you have to find them online and I hate reading on my phone. So having my Kindle has been really good for that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you are in lockdown too and can't make it to a bookstore or Mm. your local library or you don't want to wait however long it might take for books to arrive with all Mm. the delays to postage these days, e-books are a really great option too. It sort of gets around a lot of those logistical issues of getting books. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, let's not forget self-published books and fan fiction, you know, the amazing things that the internet can bring us. Podcast audio dramas can be a good option. Again, not exactly the same as audiobooks, but it's it's similar to like an audiobook but acted out instead of just read. Which can be so much more fascinating sometimes. There are some audiobooks that are in the form of audio dramas, though I haven't come across those often. Another good option to check out if you haven't seen, seen, haven't mm. heard an audio drama before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But again, the main thing is that you are reading for you and you are absolutely welcome to drop a book that you don't like. As is the case with all that experimentation, sometimes mm. you're probably going to find things that you don't particularly like. So mm. <laughs> in those cases, I encourage you to not do what I do, which is uh, stubbornly try to finish the book because I feel like I have to finish it. Um, Important to remember that you're not obligated to finish things that you don't like. 
you don't have to stick around with something that you're not enjoying or that you find unpleasant, offensive, outdated, whatever it might be. Also a good dating advice, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that can relate to tip five as well, which is avoid comparing yourself to others. <laughs> That's just a good life advice, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Of course, easier said than done. So we recognize. <laughs> yeah, but again, reading should be for you and your enjoyment, not to impress anyone else. It's not important if one of your friends reads 200 books a year or someone else only reads books by Pulitzer Prize winners. You know, what you read, it doesn't say anything about, well, I don't know. It doesn't constitute your whole personality. I don't care if you read Tolstoy only or only all Russian literature. You can still be a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I try not to judge people based on what they read, but I think sometimes the choices that people make are clear that they are trying to portray a certain image to other people and often Mm. trying to impress others. Mm. And honestly, that has the opposite effect on me sometimes. Uh, (laughs) I feel like what you just said there is a lot less offensive than what you just said. <laughs> we'll see what makes it to the final cut. <laughs> I provide the entertainment here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So look, you know, I'm not a big fan of virtue signaling anyway. So I, I still encourage everybody to push themselves a bit and to ensure that they are reading diverse books. But mm-hmm. I don't think you should be defining yourself by how many books of a certain type you read yeah absolutely in terms of practical stuff if you have difficulties with comparing yourself to yourself to others I would encourage you to maybe discuss this with a friend or a a trusted person or a mental health professional and we won't go too far into how to challenge this and interrupt this process but a simple way that you could try to manage this is to try to catch yourself if you are comparing yourself to others. So kind of catch yourself, pull yourself up on it and acknowledge what you're doing mm-hmm. and potentially come up with your own your own mantra or your own statement about this. So, for example, it might be I'm reading only for me or good for them, not for me. Mm-hmm. So our last tip, so we did say we, we had five tips, but it turns out we have six. So surprise. Surprise, we can't count. <laughs> So this one is all about joining a community. Mm. Having someone who shares your goal is always good for support and inspiration and accountability. This is something that's true for a lot of things, of course, but in terms of books, this might look like something like a book club, but not necessarily. You know, it could be things like following book bloggers or bookstagram, so book Instagrams or Goodreads groups or Mm. many other types of online communities. Just a note on book clubs. I I know a lot of people love book clubs. I personally am not a big fan of them. And this is just for like in terms of me joining a book club. Mm. The few times I have joined a book club, I found myself feeling quite pressured to read the books. Yeah. And the books that are selected are not always books that I would choose to read mm. for better or worse. So sometimes that means that it's just a book that I have no interest in, but I feel obligated to read it. Yeah. And 
book clubs sometimes sort of fall by the wayside as well. So every book mm. club I've ever joined has kind of fizzled out, which is a bit unfortunate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, when you push yourself to read a book because you think book club is going to be at a certain time, not really enjoy it, only for book club to be cancelled and never rescheduled. Mm-hmm. It can be a little bit annoying. Yeah. Uh, again, that's just my personal experience, but I guess – Point being, it's not the end of the world if you don't want to join a book club or if one's not available to you. There are other ways to participate or follow a bookish community. Yeah, absolutely. I actually have the same experience with book clubs. So, And I'm just bad at sticking to a timeline. So this is what happens with buddy readings, for example, which sometimes happens in the bookstagram or book blogging community. I just can't stick to a deadline. But they can still be fun. Yeah. You know, buddy reading is something like book uh, book clubs. There are also read-alongs online that you can find. You just pick one book and you set a timeline about how many chapters you read in a day and you discuss as you go along. The other thing that could be motivating and provide a community is reading challenges. So again, if you're in the bookish community online... There are usually loads of this around. Oh, yeah. There's no shortage of reading challenges that are available on so many different topics. Mm, that's right. So I actually tried to do two on in 2020. One was called Year of Asian Reading Challenge, I think, mm-hmm. um, which is basically to prioritize reading books by Asian writers. And the other one was just to read the books that are on my to-be-read shelves. The last point under this join a community tip is that you can also just find a friend or family member or a colleague who also likes reading and you can rant to about books. Priscilla is my person who I do this with. And you are mine. (laughs) (laughs) The main main person I will rant to books about anyway. But there's something really satisfying about lending a friend a book and they really enjoy it Mm. and then you can both get excited about it. So, yeah. yeah, it's a good feeling. It doesn't always happen. but <laughs> Yeah, but when it does, it's great. Exactly. And I think that's, yeah, that's my favorite kind of book club is where you can just read whatever you like and then talk about it whenever you want. Absolutely. <laughs> and so a community doesn't have to mean a whole bunch of people. It can just mean like a support person. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think that wraps up our tips and tricks for today. Yay. Yay. Hope you found something helpful in there. Now, we will quickly mention what is going up on the blog post on our website to link in with this episode. So on the website, we'll briefly summarize some of the key points that we've made today. We'll also link to some tools that you could use to track your reading goals. Mm -hmm. That includes websites like Goodreads, but definitely not only Goodreads. There are Mm -hmm. lots of different options that are available. There is something called Booksloth, something else called the Storygraph. There is also the good old-fashioned journal. Yeah, bring it back. Yeah. 2021, bring back journaling. (laughs) Yeah. We will also link to some resources about reading more diverse books. We will also link to bookstagrams or blogs that champion diverse voices. So hopefully you'll find some accounts some people that you would like to follow for recommendations that will help broaden your reading horizons if that's what you would like to do 
Okay, so I think that wraps us up for our How to Get Back into Reading episode, our very first episode of 2021. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Here's to many more episodes. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Also, please remember to subscribe and follow us to keep up to date with us and to know when our new episodes are posted. So next episode should go up sometime in February. So for the blog post and other resources that we've mentioned, please check out our website, novelfeelings.com. We'll also provide some information as per usual about getting support for you or somebody you care about. If you like us, please remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to make sure that more people can find us too. If you want to ask us a question or just have a chat, you can send us a message via our website or you can follow us on social media. At the moment, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Goodreads. Find us through at novel underscore feelings. You can also find me on Instagram. I am at paved with books with an extra S. Thank you so much for joining us and we hope that you had a very happy new year. And that if you're starting back at work, good luck. Good luck. (laughs) You got this. You got it. You can do it. We believe in you. (laughs) See you soon. Bye.